This week on The Breakup Breakdown. We met at a restaurant we both worked at. In the back of my mind, I knew that there was an expiration date because he was married. It was like the secret part of my life. He wasn't going to leave her. Why am I prolonging this? And I was like, you know what? Now I'm going to be petty. Now I'm pissed off. And I like sent everything to his wife. (gasps) Well, that's one way to get your ex to stop contacting you. Hey, what's up? It's Abby from The Breakup Breakdown. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Hey, if you're new here, this is the podcast that gets to the bottom of those messy breakup stories that you want to know more about. Like maybe it's something you saw on TikTok, but you wanted more details or it could even be that girl you follow from high school who got engaged and then broke off her engagement and then got engaged again. And you're like, what happened? If you want to submit those tips or even your own breakup story, you can check out the submission form in the episode description. Also, if you want to jump to a certain part of the interview, you can always find timestamps in the episode description. Hey, Heartbreakers, welcome back to another episode of the breakup breakdown. Thank you again for tuning in. And if you're tuning in on release day, happy Halloween. Or if you're tuning in after, happy whatever holiday is closest to the time you're listening to this. This week, we've got a submission all about a workplace affair that lasted for like two years. It's going to be a real juicy story. But before we get into that, I wanted to let you know which domestic violence shelter we are shouting out this week. Every week we give a shout out to a different shelter throughout the country just so you can know how you can support if you want to. And this week we're giving a shout out to DC Safe. They are the only 24-7 crisis intervention agency for domestic violence victims in Washington, DC. They also have a fairly new shelter that can help survivors get safety immediately and they're estimated to help about 750 survivors and families every year. So go check them out if you want to. It's all in the episode description. Okay, so getting into this week's episode, I got a submission about somebody who was the other woman in this person's marriage. And these are always the stories that really make my ears perk up because I love diving into the gray. I think it's so interesting. I love hearing directly from somebody who is willing to talk about something that they consider a mistake if they're on that side or to hear why they were in that relationship. You know, they might not be proud about what they did, but it's always fascinating to hear about how they got to that point. So this submission talked about somebody who was having an affair with a married man who was 10 years older than her. And it went on for like, two years. Apparently it was like very on and off, but she always ended up staying. So when it comes to these kinds of stories, the thing that I'm always the most curious about is if they knew that person was married when they got into that relationship. Cause it's a totally different mindset, right? If you think you're just having a relationship with somebody and then like surprise they're married or do you go into that relationship knowing that what you're doing isn't right? Are you sneaking around? Does that person say that they're planning to leave their spouse and that's why you're okay with it? I mean, there's just so much to dig into and to find out. And, you know, once you find out they're married, why do you stay and what eventually gets you to leave? So that's what we're going to chat about on this episode of The Breakup Breakdown. When we break down this week's break. If you're like me and the second you get home from work, you are ravenous. You are going to love these new meals I've been trying out from Factor. Factor has delicious, ready-to-eat meals that you can make in two minutes with pre-prepared chef-crafted, and dietitian-approved meals delivered right to your door. It's so convenient. I have like grocery store ADHD. Anytime I go to like Publix or something, I'm buying everything. And then I come home with no meals. Whereas Factor, it's all the meal prep done for you. You've got 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and so much more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. 
If you want to get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go, head to factormeals.com slash breakup50 and use code breakup50 to get 50% off. That's code breakup50 at factormeals.com slash breakup50 to get 50% off. You know what's really awkward? Talking about sex on an ad read you know your family's listening to. But you know what's even more awkward? Having bad sex. And you know what? If you want to start having better sex immediately, the best way to get started is to go to adamandeve.com right now. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item. And you can get free shipping, which includes rush processing, so you can start having that better sex ASAP. And that's not all. When you select your one item, you'll also get a free sex kit that includes an item for him, a special toy for her, and something we know you will both enjoy. Better sex is just a click away. That's 50% off one item, a three item sex kit, six free movies, free shipping with rush processing and free shipping with rush processing. Just go to adamandeve.com, select any one item and enter offer code Abby, A-B-B-Y at checkout. That's Abby, A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast. So be sure to use this code. That's code Abby. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This is what I've been talking about in therapy recently. Sometimes it just feels like there are just simply not enough hours in the day. And if you had one more hour to do something for you, what would you do? If your knee-jerk reaction, like me, would be to do something somewhat productive, you probably need therapy, also like me. I spend a lot of time shoving my emotions and feelings down because, honestly, I don't like feeling uncomfortable with all those negative emotions. And therapy has been a helpful tool for me to stop doing that. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time at no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com B-U-B-D to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com B-U-B-D to get 10% off your first month. Betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash B-U-B-D. U-E-D. We met at a restaurant. We both worked at the same restaurant. I was a server there and he, and he was a chef. So, you know, we kind of just met there um, and it just started off with it being really flirty. And I think it was just fun. Like it was always just fun. I just moved back to my hometown. So I didn't really know anybody there. So everybody from the restaurant was my my friend, I guess. So with him, it was just fun. It was like easy. Um, And I think we related on a lot of similar things. When you would go back and you would see him like, you know, doing his thing, would he like flirt with you? What was it? What was that like? I think it was the flirtiness of it. I'm a natural flirt and he kind of matched my flirtiness. So it was always fun. It was a game. Um, And I think that it was also fun because we had to hide it from everybody. Oh, so it was like a secret. Oh, so it was so fun. It was always just like, I don't know, adventurous, I guess. How do you two end up getting together? Like you guys just, things just grow from working together? Honestly, it's kind of like a blur now, but one day he stood next to me. We were kind of in the kitchen area at work and he just stood next to me and he was like, what would you do if I kissed you right now? And I was like, I don't know, I guess kiss back. Like, (laughs) I don't, (laughs) that's so weird. Who asks that? So then he proceeded to do that. Um, And then after that, it was like, okay, like, well, let's go grab lunch somewhere. Let's go do something. Um, And then I kind of turned into it. We just we just like breezed over this. How was it? Was it good? It's cool. Like, I don't know. It was just 
it, it was one of those kisses where like it just kind of gave you the butterflies and you're uh-huh. like, oh, my God. Like was it was like a make out a little peck. on. No, the- it was like a quick thing. Again, we're trying to hide it from everybody. So we yeah. had a perfect, perfect time or he picked a perfect time where nobody was around. Nobody was around. Were you trying to hide it for like work reasons or why were you guys trying to keep it a secret? Because he was married. Did you feel any type of way about the fact that he's pursuing you and he's married? I think that at the time when it was just like a flirty thing, Mm -hmm. I didn't think anything of it because that's all I thought it was. I thought it was just like, I don't know, fun flirting. So then when it did get to that point at first, I was like, okay, like it's just not never going to progress from that. And then I I honestly don't even know how one thing led to another. And then we would just hang out all the time. We would be on the phone all the time. We would be texting all the time. And then it turned into, oh, this has been happening for like, and honestly, we hung out a lot. Like we hung out at least like two, three times a week. Mm-hmm. And um, so it would either, we would hang out just kind of like watching TV all day, or we would like go somewhere. We would go to a lot of um, like baseball games together. We would go to dinner together. We would go to the mall together. Um, we went fishing. We honestly went to Las Vegas together. So we did a lot of stuff together. And his wife, for whatever reason, was just like always gone. Because at the time she was like doing her doctorate and she was interviewing for jobs all over like the state. So she was always gone on trips. So because she was never, I don't know, he never really talked about her. So for, to me, I don't know, I guess she didn't exist. And I was really young at the time. I mean, I was 22. So I guess like not too, too young. It just all kind of just happened. I, I don't know how to explain it, but it all just kind of happened. I could imagine it would feel somewhat natural. Like, okay, he kisses you. But if you guys had already been hanging out and doing things that are, I don't want to call traveling together intimate, but you don't just travel with some rando. So yeah. did it feel like there was a shift after that? Or did you just kind of continue what you guys were already doing? We just continued it. And honestly, there was a lot of times where I would feel bad because I was like, okay, well, now I am in this situation. I never thought I would find myself in that situation. So how do I get out? So, you know, sometimes I would tell him like, hey, like, this isn't right. I don't want to be in this. Like, you know, I think that let's just kind of be done with it now. Or I would be like, hey, like, I'm just going to explore other people. You know, like, I like going out. And I, you know, like, I was 22. I was always going out with my friends. You know, he was somebody that nobody knew about. So it was like the secret part of my life, which was very stressful, very, very stressful at that time. So, you know, and then he would kind of manipulate me every time to stay. He would be like, oh, you're going to go be with somebody when, you know, like, your connection is just never going to be there with him. And like, It was true. Him and I had a great connection. But at the end of the day, like I always knew it wasn't right. Mm -hmm. So he would always say things like just to get me to stay. And I would end up, you know, or he'd be like, "Okay, well, let's just hang out one more time. And I would be like, "Okay, sure. (laughs) And then we would just kind of go back into the same cycle. And then I would try to leave and he would say something again or we worked together. So I would have to see him all the time. So, yeah, it was very stressful at the time. Yeah, there's no avoiding him. Like, even if you say, oh, I don't want to hang out with you anymore, you're still going to see him anytime you go to work. Yeah. And he and so I would be like, okay, for real, like, let's be done with this. And so then I would see him at work and he would be flirty. And I was like, you know, like at that time I had I had really strong feelings. So it was like, oh, this is so hard because 
he's there, you know, and I, you know, I didn't want to leave the restaurant I was at. I made really good money there. All my friends worked there. I had a great schedule. So it was just kind of damned if I did, damned if I didn't. Okay. So you're in this cycle of wanting to get out of it. You know, it's wrong because he's married and he's kind of pulling you back into this. So do you ever break this cycle? What, how does it end up coming to a head? So it kind of ended twice, really. The first time it ended, all, this entire time, he would always be like, okay, like, I'm going to leave her, I'm going to leave her, I'm going to wait until our lease is over, then I'm going to leave. Or he would always give me some type of excuse, and I would be dumb and young, and I would be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, sure. It got to a point where he told me one time, he was like, hey, like, I want to be honest with you, my wife and I are pregnant. And I was like okay, well then like, no questions asked. Like I'm in my mind, I justified it as, okay, like you're looking to leave your relationship anyways. Like that's fine. But at this point, like it's a family and I'm not going to break up a family, which I I guess that's just really no better what I did, but still. I I totally understand where you're coming from. Again, like you're saying, it ain't right to break up somebody's marriage, but at the same time, now there is a second person involved, which heightens the stakes. At that point, I was like, okay, like things are done, blah, blah, blah. Um, And then I, you know, a couple of weeks went by and we didn't see each other anymore because I, I still worked at the restaurant, but he moved to a different location. So we weren't seeing each other at work anymore. It just so happened that I had to go work an event at the restaurant he was at because it was the same restaurant, just different locations. And it was probably like two, three weeks after that. And we saw each other and, you know, he was like, oh, she lost the baby, this and that. Like, it has to be a sign that we're not supposed to be together. I miss you. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's a sign. Like, that's fine. And so we started hanging out again after that. And then the lease was over. He kept giving me excuses. And I don't know, I guess it kind of got to a point where I was like, what are you doing? Realistically, what are you doing? You know, you've been at this for two years because it lasted all of two years. I was like, you've been doing this for two years. Like, what are you doing? At this point, I was so like disappointed in myself. I was so ashamed of myself. I had finally told a couple of my friends and even they were like, what are you? At first they were like, yeah, go for it. Like we're young, dumb, stupid, having fun. But then after they would see me cry, because this honestly, it was a very emotional and hard time going through all that. Like after a while, they just were so sick of hearing about him. They were so sick of hearing his name. And I was like, I'm not going to be that friend. I can't be that friend because I'm also the friend that is quick to tell you, like, leave him. What are you doing? Do better. So it was so hard for me to be that friend, you know, or that person in general. So, you know, I I was very my self-esteem was so low because I was so hard on myself during that time that I finally just kind of I wrote him a letter. I wrote him a letter and I, you know, put everything out there, how I felt um, and basically telling him that even if you were to leave at this point, I, I don't want this anymore. I deserve so much better. I am so much better. And so I went to go hang out with him one day and I read him the letter. So that was really hard. So I read him the letter, you know, he cried, I cried. It was a whole thing. And that was it. After that day, I left and it was done. Like that was the end of it. Wow. So what do you think it was for you that finally made you snap and think, okay, I I literally can't do this anymore. Like, what was it for you after two years? I think it was the, the shame. I just, the shame that I kept feeling, you know, every day. And it just all started weighing on me so heavy that I, I fell into such a depression about it because I was so upset with myself and about the situation. 
Um, I found myself having anxiety attacks so often, which I wasn't never a person filled with anxiety. I was never a depressed person. If I was going out, I was going out to get drunk and just kind of black out. And I was at that point, I was like, okay, I need to reel myself in and I need to kind of pinpoint what is, what is doing this to me. And it was, it was him. It was all the stress that I had because of him. And it was just, you know, in the back of my mind, I knew that there was an expiration date because he wasn't going to leave her. I wasn't going to stay forever. So basically it was just me telling myself, why am I prolonging this? So I think that was just kind of the breaking point. Do you know if they're still together? Okay. So after we, I broke things off, he was still trying to contact me. He would send me Amazon packages to my house. He sent me, my favorite thing ever is like pineapples. I love pineapples. Like I think they're so cute. I always buy pineapple stuff. And so he sent me kind of like, this pineapple light to my house. I don't, it was like a cute little thing. And he sent a letter with it just basically saying like, this wasn't our time, but you know, our time will be in the future. And I was like, you're so crazy. And also like disrespectful because I, I I asked you, like, I'm literally crying reading you this letter, asking you to like, leave me alone because I really need to just focus on myself. Well, at that point, you're crossing a boundary if you're like, okay, well, we will be together in the future. And you're looking at him straight in the eye being like, okay, well, I don't want to be together in the future. Exactly. Exactly. So, and he would still kind of like message me every once in a while. And he would be like, Hey, I'm just kind of checking in to see how you're doing. And it's like, no, don't check in on me. I don't need you to check in on me at this point. Leave me alone. Um, So I'm not really replying to him anymore. Um, And you know, kind of down the road, like I, I went through like afterwards, if I thought I was depressed during, I was very depressed afterwards, just kind of taking everything in and like realizing what the last two years did to me and how it kind of changed me as a person, really. I feel like it, it kind of like dimmed my light a little bit. Um, so it was just kind of refi- like finding myself again and all that. And I went through a point where I was like very, very, very just like low and I was so full of like regret and he kept trying to contact me and i was like you know what now i'm gonna be petty now i'm pissed off and i like sent everything to his wife <gasps> I was like you okay because i was gonna ask him like i wonder if the wife picked up on any of this at all so you sent it all to the wife I sent it all i sent it all i sent our old messages so this might sound a little crazy but no, no, this is not crazy. I was like, at, at one point, like I knew it was going to get to that point because just how, you know, like he doesn't stop. I can ask him to stop and he doesn't stop. So I knew at some point it was going to get to that. So every time like I would go hang out at his house, I would like, because honestly, like I would sleep over there. Like I would sleep over there all the time. She was always gone. So I would like take screenshots of like the, t- you know, like in my locations, the time frames that I was there. So I could be like, listen, I actually was there. Like I'm not the crazy one. Yeah. Yeah. So I would take pictures with their dog. I would. Yeah. I sent her all of our messages. I sent her that. I sent him. I was like, listen, like this, what happened? It happened for two years. Like we kind of stopped during a period of time. And then we started again. I ended it, but I don't know. It was just 
top. So I sent her all those messages and she immediately called me. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, this is going to be crazy. Like, I don't, I'm not a confrontational person. So it was already very much out of my comfort level. So she calls me and she's like, hey, you know, I want to know how, you know, if you're telling me the truth. And I was like, yeah, I am. Why would I lie about this? Like, I'm only making myself look bad. Why would I lie about it? And she was like, well, I want to know why now. And I was like, because he won't leave me alone because he he won't leave me alone. I've asked him to leave me alone. So like at this point, like check your man, tell him to leave me alone, you know? Yep. So, and plus I, I think that at that point I would want better for her too, if that makes sense. You know, I, I what I did was already wrong, but he's just going to keep doing it. So it was kind of for her to know you kind of deserve better too. After that, I didn't really keep in touch with them. I don't have him on social media. I don't have her on social media. And I think that for my own, I guess like peace of mind, I never kept up with it. But some of my friends would sometimes send me screenshots. I know that one of them sent me a screenshot one time that they were like at a holiday party together. This was like a year after the situation. And I was like, cool, but respectfully, like, don't send me anything else. I don't care. Like, that's a very dark time. I don't like to relive it. I don't like to think about it. So, you know, my friends respect that. Um, but he's so weird. A couple months ago, he, I have to use LinkedIn a lot for work. And he was looking at my LinkedIn and I was like, you're so weird. What do you want to know where I work? <laughs> That's also the weirdest one too, because it gives you the heads up. Like he could have stalked you on Instagram and no one would have known. It's so weird. I don't know if he's this calculated, but it's one of the only social medias that lets you know when someone's just like looking at what you're up to. Yeah, viewed your profile. And I was like, mm, don't. Cause at the, it's been, five years since all this happened now. Wow. Yeah. So So. a year ago, we know that they were still together. So let's speculate that they're still a couple. And I guess she really did lose the baby because honestly, when you were explaining the situation, I'm kind of like, "Mm, I feel like this guy's lying about them losing the baby. Just Oh, I didn't even tell you this part. Okay. So because he called me, you know, after she called me, he called me and he was like, please, I'm begging you, like, stop doing this. And I was, I, well, I didn't answer. He texted me after that. He was like, please, I'm begging you, like, don't do this to her. And I was like, you're doing this to her. I I wasn't going to tell her anything. But at this point, you're not leaving me alone. So yeah, this is you doing this to her. You know, I think that they probably fight. They got out or maybe they split for a while. But maybe like a month after that, he texted me this, you know, one of those messages that are so long that you have to click the arrow and then it goes into a notes. Yeah, he sent me one of those. And it was just basically him saying, he's like, since you feel like you had to tell the truth, I feel like I have to tell the truth as well. And he was basically saying how everything was just kind of like a lie. He never actually cared about me. His intentions were never to leave, which I knew he was never going to leave. But he definitely, I do believe he cared in his own little messed up way. I do believe he cared because he cried. When I left, he cried. You're not going to cry if you don't care. And so he was like, it was just kind of like, you know, a fun thing. She deserved so much better. And I didn't do that. He was like, I also lied to you about that she was ever pregnant. She was never pregnant. I just said that so that we can quit things. But then somehow we found our way back to each other. 
And it was just like this whole long message of him basically, which I'm like, she probably told you to send this message. Like you, you look even dumber now. Yeah. So he just sent me that. I never replied because I wasn't going to continue giving that energy. Say what you want. But at the end of the day, there were so many things that happened to let me know that you did care. We, we hung out so much. He was always like taking care of me. He was always like buying me things. He was always checking up on me. And even after I called it off, you were sending me things telling me that we have a future, but you don't care. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, at that point, it was it was a funny thing to me because I was like, you spend all this time typing this out for what? For who? No one asked for this. For who? Yeah. To make really yourself- for himself. It was to make himself feel better. You're exactly right. Yeah. You know, to make himself look better. Maybe she was like, if you send that, then I don't know. Whatever the case was, it, he, it was dumb. So yeah. you mentioned something earlier about how you felt like this whole situation kind of dimmed your light. Can you explain what you mean by that? Yeah. So, you know, I was I've always been a very like outgoing happy person you know my friends and I we were like the life of the party and starting to hang out with him because it was always a secret and I couldn't ever tell my friend it was just you know such an emotional weight that I stopped wanting to go out to have fun I started wanting to go out more to you know just kind of like drink and forget everything I became more shy like I I guess that my confidence went so down my I thought you know before I thought I was all that like you know, you're in your prime, you're having fun. And then with through the whole experience, like I lost a lot of weight. I lost a lot of weight just from like the depression aspect of it. And so I I just hated how I looked at that point. I thought I was too skinny. I just couldn't find myself having fun. I, I felt bad if I would talk to another guy because he would make me feel bad about it. And it, I think that it was just everything how I was before. Like I was always just a very strong, independent female. That's, that's a really good way to have described myself before. And after him, I felt like so just insecure. I felt like because of what I've done, like I I don't deserve to be happy and I don't deserve better. So, and it was also me kind of waiting for my karma to hit. I've always waited for my karma to hit because I'm like, what I did was so foul. But it's also, you know, now me realizing that I was manipulated through a lot of the situation. So yeah, it's just kind of really dimmed my light. Well, you also tried to make it right too. I mean, listen, yeah. we all make mistakes. And I think it's a hard position to put yourself in because we're not going to be perfect. Like we're all going to F up, you know, just because it was a two year mistake doesn't mean you deserve two years of like hellfire and rainstorm. If we're going to play into the karma game, like you ended it, you sent her all the receipts so that if she wanted better, she could do better. I almost feel like that's retribution for, for, you know, some of the wrongdoings. Like we're going to mess up. We're going to be flawed. And you, at the end of the day, tried to make it right. It took a lot of one therapy and two time for me to kind of realize that. And you you know, I think that after that whole situation happened, I met my now boyfriend. And funny enough, he has helped me work through it so much. You know, from the get go, I, I told him the whole situation. It was really hard telling him that because I was like, I, you know, like, I think you're going to look at me differently. It's weird to talk about. I don't want to talk about it. But this is kind of the damage behind me. I told him everything. And he was always just very like understanding. He was like, listen, like it happened. But kind of the same thing you just said. He always told me, he's like, you don't deserve bad. You know, you are beautiful like you you're a good person you just made a mistake 
And having him help me through that. And I guess that just kind of like, you know, he's just really helped through a lot. So I'm very thankful for him because of that. But it was a lot of work. It's It's been a lot of work. And I think that sometimes I'm still hard on myself about it, but not as much as I used to be. Well, talk to me about some of that work. Like, how has he helped you dig yourself out of that hole or, or you know, help build yourself back up to the person you are today? Because you seem very strong to me, which may or may not be a mask, but it seems like you've been able to work through a lot of it. No, I have. I definitely have. I think that if we would have had this conversation even two years ago, I, I would have been a different person. I couldn't even talk about it without just crying and like, you know, just saying like the most like messed up stuff about myself. And so he's actually the one that helped me get into therapy. He paid for my therapy. When there was times that I just was so sad and I would sit on the floor crying, like he would be the one sitting next to me and he would be like, I feel like I'm going to cry. It's just tough. So that's really beautiful for him to walk yeah. through that with you because you probably felt very alone. I think shame can be a really lonely place where when you're hard on yourself and you're looking from the outside and you think I'm the only one that's this fucked up. Nobody else can relate to the fact that I did this and I'm such a bad person. But to have somebody meet you where you are and just sit with you in that pain, I think is so powerful. And I think it really yeah. to your relationship for sure. And, you know, like talking through anything and he finds kind of ways to help me and other things, you know, I went through therapy. I watched a lot of TikToks of, you know, people that went through the same thing, hearing other people's stories of them going through the same thing. And I'm like, you know, something that I've always felt very alone in. I'm not and I'm not the only person that's gone through it. I'm not the only person that felt shame from it. So I think that also helps. You know, we talk about what it's like to be the other woman. And I think there's a lot of reasons why people make that decision. And it's not as I don't want to say that it's not black and white. But again, we're people and we have feelings and they're complicated and they don't always make sense. And we don't always make the quote unquote right decision. But right. I think what's really beautiful about your story and the other ones that have been shared is that you recognize it probably wasn't the best thing for me. But at the end of the day, you still have gotten to a point where you've been able to accept those flaws, work through them, or if you're continuing to work through them. And it seems like you're in a good place today. I feel, I feel in a good place. You know, like I said, I'm with somebody who knows everything. He knows the good, the bad, the ugly, and I'm not judged. Um, at this point, my friends have also helped me work through it. I don't feel judged by them. Don't get me wrong. It's not a story that I go off and tell everybody, but the few people that know, they've helped me work through it. Um, you know, they know how low I was on myself and they always reassured me that it, it just kind of happened. And again, I don't know how I found myself in the situation, but I did and it happens and you don't have to stay in it. You, you just really don't. And I, it took me a long time. I think two years is a long time because I know people stay in it for, you know, much longer than that, but it just, you can get out. Trust me. It's a significant amount of time. So right. when you got with your new boyfriend, did you find yourself maybe rejecting his love because maybe you felt on some level you didn't deserve it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I would tell him all the time, you know, I don't deserve. And he is by far the kindest human being I've ever met in my life. He is so kind. He is so genuine. He is so giving. You know, when people say like, he'll give you the shirt off his back, he literally will give you the shirt off his back. So because I found somebody like that, I was like, oh, no, absolutely. Like, I don't deserve that. I deserve somebody that's going to, like, treat me so bad. And so that was really hard. That was really, really hard at first. I would try to, I guess, not break up with him, but I would try to give him reasons for us to break up. I would be like, no, this isn't going to work because, like, I just suck and, like, you deserve a good person. And he would just kind of be like, oh, shut up. 
<laughs> so how did you get to the point where you, or, or are you at that point? Like that you feel like you are worthy of being loved by somebody like him? Oh yeah, no, I definitely think so. I think that we have a really beautiful relationship. We genuinely do not fight. I mean, we bicker because at the end of the day, you know, boys are annoying, never my fault, but we don't fight. We don't disrespect each other. We don't scream at each other. We really do try to help each other through anything. I think we have a very honest, healthy relationship. So I do think that it's, I do deserve it. I think that he deserves me and I deserve him. Just, you know, how he is so supportive with me. I think that I'm the same with him. And I think that just how he's helped me grow in a lot of areas, I've helped him grow in a lot of areas. Speaking to the people that might be tuning into this that have been the quote unquote other woman and are maybe sitting in a place of shame, what's something you would tell them that has helped you get out of it, work through it, all of that good stuff. Like, what would you want to tell them? I would tell them to really kind of sit down and think about it. And I guess think about it the way that I did. Do you, in the back of your mind, know that there is an expiration date? And if there is, why are you staying in it? And why do you think that you deserve to share somebody's love? Tune in on Thursday for a conversation about being the other woman. We've talked about this a couple of times, so we're gonna revisit some of the best interviews I've had with mental health professionals who have spoken on this subject before, and we're gonna hash it out again from the point of view of this story. So I will see you whenever you decide to tune in next.